It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself and joining me, my wonderful co-host and owner of twinfo.com.au, Naomi Dolan. How are we this week? Nikki, 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 Nikki. Another week. I know. Yes. Another, and I let's can't be honest. I've been like two weeks in a row now. This is, you know, <laughs> so three. we always use this as our regular listeners know. This is like our therapy time. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, it is. If we go no, a week just, without it, we like dissolve. So yeah, my six months of absence was like uh, half my limb was missing. Yes, exactly right. But I am looking forward today because I am really overwhelmed at the moment. I yeah. am just crazy busy with life, work, kids, health. Broke my finger, fell up the stairs. Oh my god, what happened? I'll get wash there was champagne involved. Okay, so. I'm glad there's a good story behind that. Yeah, just quickly before we introduce our, our guests, because I just want to mention this early on, part of that um, overload that you've got on at the moment is you launched a new business. Let's just quickly touch on this. I am. So Pragan, what's that you may ask? Pragan is a pram wagon, hence the name Pragan. <laughs> I, I love um, these because I've seen things that are similar um, well, at the beach. Folk. Yeah. Twin Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the name. No, no, no. Twin, twin foe. But, yeah, no, the wagons, yes. Yeah, but but this is the next level. This is the pram version. So um, I'm going to be the first retailer in Australia to sell these wagons, and uh, they are classes of pram. They have passed all their testing, and they are officially, legally, and everything signed off as being a pram. Oh, so exciting. So very exciting. And this is going to change so many people. In our multiple birth world, yeah, it's going to change the life of the multi- our multiple birth families getting out and about. I love so it. I'm so where excited. can we find out more info, Naomi? Uh, it's just head to the Prague and website, Facebook page, Instagram. You'll find it. Awesome. And who's joining us today? Bridget is on standby. Let's find out some details. I am so excited about Bridget because this is the person you need in your life. And I am... I've got my notebook ready. This I'm, I'm using this. Uh, this you and I may have. This is our personal therapy session. I'm using this, the personal mental load decluttering session. Uh, I'm worried because I'm so cluttered. I'm I'm going to walk away from this feeling more disgraced about myself. Bridget from Be Simply Free is joining us. Hey, Bridget, how are you going? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, look, it's We're an so absolute- excited. It's a pleasure to catch up with you. Firstly, I need to know, tell me a little bit about Be Simply Free. Yeah, so Be Simply Free is a declutter coaching and life organisation business. So um, I help women all over the world via Zoom to declutter their homes, phones, calendars and minds because as we've just mentioned, there is that mental load that actually clutters up our minds. So a lot of people think of clutter as the physical stuff in their home, but I go a bit deeper with people and help them think about what's physically in their home and reducing that so they've got more physical space, looking at their calendar and reducing those unnecessary necessarily commitments in there so we can find more time to do the things that we love and reduce that mental load by communicating um, and maybe let go, in some, let go of some of those expectations society's put on us of what we need to do so we can do more of the things that, yeah, we want to do. Just as you've been talking, Bridget, my brain's already thought about three other things that I needed to do. So that's how distracted we get. <laughs> how, yeah, cluttered, definitely. how cluttered our minds are. <laughs> 
Yeah, and we can be the CEO of our family and we just hold all that information and it's really about enlisting our kids from a young age. There's certain um, things that they can help us with and husbands and partners. Sometimes they sort of just let us take the lead on things. So I really help people to communicate what's happening in life so we can, yeah, all work as a family to get everything done so we can have more time to have that family fun time um, and potentially get away on holidays um, or just do more things um, to look after ourselves because as we all know uh mums if we're not looking after ourselves we can't help anyone else so it's really about making space for self-care in there as well but trying not to make it overwhelming thinking of all these things we do need to do so simplifying it and hence the name be simply free i love it because nix and i talk about this all the time the mental load um i mean every parent has it um, Nikki's children and mine both have slight additional needs. So we've got loads of appointments we're always juggling. We're, you know, we're constantly at doctors and trying to do this, doing oh, just, it's just chaos. Um, and we're both building a house. We're both. <laughs> we're both ones for punishment, basically, is what she's saying. <laughs> we both have several jobs, you know, like, so we really, really do um, our mental load. And this we talk about pretty much every episode, don't we? Mental mm. load comes up. So yeah, sorry, we yeah. bang on about it, all our listeners. But yeah. Yeah. but it is it's so true. And I think because um, mums in particular, we have a Naomi again, we've, we've talked about this so many times, we have so many hats and juggling all of those hats. And you do like I've I've been in a position, and, and one of the reasons why I haven't been able to be part of the podcast for a fair chunk of this year was um, had some health issues that popped up, and I'm still dealing with those. and And that's a result of putting myself, and I'm still continuing to do it even now. I'm trying to squeeze things in around. I'm not making proper time to stop and go. Hey, everyone else, you've got to take the load. I actually need to to look after myself because we just we just don't make that time because we feel so cluttered and overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's about sometimes thinking of like we joke and we say, oh, we're juggling all these balls in our life, but um, we don't need to. And like what you've done there is it's about dropping a ball. It's not necessarily about dropping it forever. Maybe we talk about plastic balls and glass balls. If we drop a plastic ball, we can pick it up in a day's time, a week's time, a month's time, a year's time, or we may choose to never pick it up again. But that's really taking the time to stop focus notice, which is something I talk about my clients um, with working out in your life in this season of your life what are your glass balls and what are the true things you need to be making space for in your life so we can look after those and we need to uh, we need to be honest and say okay I need to let go of um, that for a moment in time um, mums I know particularly when we have younger kids I definitely took on way more responsibilities volunteering wise when I worked part-time because I think I thought society said well, I've got this spare time in inverted commas. Um, I'll take on the chairperson of the childcare community, the treasurer of the kindy. Um, I'll do this, I'll do that. But it, I actually took a step back for volunteering commitments for two years because I wasn't coping and it's okay to let go and someone else will um, normally take on that responsibility. But it's not up to you to, to rescue organisations um, all the time as well. So we can, we need to stretch that no muscle and um, say it more 
more so we can make space in our lives to what's important to us. So a glass ball is yourself. And it's normally the first um, thing that we drop, that self-care and looking after us. But it's very hard to place together um, and put together um, splintered glass pieces um, back into a ball. So let's make some space in our life for um, ourselves first. So we've got the time to declutter our physical spaces. We've got the time to play with our kids uh, and enjoy time with our partners. That's why we married them or (laughs) decided to um, have babies with them. So let's make some space for the things we truly want to do. I love that. That just hit home. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. I I think what really got me is the glass ball, but then you can't put the shattered pieces back together. And that's a really, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can't change what's happened in the past, but from this moment forward, we can make choices that support us and our family. So um, I believe charity starts at home. So looking after ourselves and our kids and our, uh, our immediate family is where we need to focus. And then when we do have the energy and time, then we can go um, support the other things around us as well. So um, we're on a farm here. So obviously there's busy seeding and harvest times in uh, our business. And I take on more home responsibilities during those times. We sort of talk about farmers' widows because our husbands are gone crack of dawn <laughs> to the middle of the night. But then in other seasons, when I'm launching one of my courses in my business, then my husband takes more of um, the load and we use that balancing act so we can work together as a family. And I now have um, a 10 and nine-year-old and they take on a lot of um, the responsibilities for getting themselves organised because as a mum, we don't... we. We want to, and naturally we are nurturers and we want to do things for people. But if we're looking to free up some of our time, um, our kids from the age that they can walk, they can take on age-appropriate tasks to to help us do their things. So my kids um, make their beds, get themselves dressed. They make their lunch boxes. Um, yeah, they get themselves ready in the morning. Yes, there is still some nagging in there sometimes, but we have a list that reduces my mental load. It tells them all the things they need to do. And I can just say, where are you? up to on your list and it saves me um, asking all the 20 questions of have you done this 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 and this and they can see what they need to get done and most mornings it's um, calm but I can't promise it's always going to be calm (laughs) but coming up with the strategies that work for you and your family as I said in the season you are in your life obviously that's not going to work with six-month-old twins. (laughs) Um, it, It sounds wonderful Bridget but the first thing that I think of is it feels overwhelming. What are the first steps? How do you how do you go from that point of feeling your brain is so cluttered and your life's overwhelmed to saying, okay, how how am I starting this process? Yeah. And I sort of, I've been on, yeah, this process um, myself because I actually support wellbeing um, and uh, resilience projects in the education department. And I know all the things I was doing, but I wasn't following it myself. So back in 2015, um, I was at a meeting talking about Are You Okay Day? And I can tell you all the different things you need to do to support yourself, but I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. And I actually jumped into the car after that meeting and burst into tears because I was trying to do a full-time workload when I was working part-time with a 10-month-old daughter and um, one-year-old son. 
Um, and I called my boss and says, I'm not coping. Um, and that's probably the first thing I encourage people to do is open up those communication channels with the people around you. So um, I had that meeting with my boss and she's like, you don't have to be doing all these things. So I was very grateful to have a supportive boss. And we spoke about all the things I think, thought I needed to do and we prioritised what I needed to do in the working environment. And I think we can naturally think about the work environment a bit easier but the key step for decluttering our home and our life is to have those discussions with our partner or um, people um, in our immediate family. So after that chat with my work um, boss, I went home and burst into tears to my husband as well and said um, I wasn't coping. And he was like, you don't have to do it on your own. And sometimes that mental load, we think we need to do everything, but it's actually sitting down with um, him. And we had a chat about what um, needed to be done and what he could take the lead on. Um, and see what our new plan was and then taking baby steps to adjust that plan because we can't snap a finger and say this is everything that's going to change but it's making the first step to help you get closer to it so if people are feeling overwhelmed the first step I would get them to do is like literally brain dump everything onto a piece of paper or the notes section of their phone and then have a discussion with their, their husband or um, 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 boss or something like that to break it down into your work and personal life and then come up with um, a baby step action plan to make change. And I talk about that we have 1,440 minutes in a day, but we all don't actually have the same amount of time available to us. So you can think what business you have, what caring responsibilities you have, but I do believe everyone can find 1% of their day to make a change um, to what they're wanting to do. So 1% of your day is 14.4 minutes. So just under 15 minutes. Um, yeah, see if we can make a change to get us closer to um, your version of a decluttered life. And we do spend a lot of time on social media uh, and potentially Netflix and things like that. So if we use our um, apps to see how long we're spending on those things, maybe if we... Um, took uh, 15 minutes of scrolling off the table to make a 15-minute plan um, for what we're going to do next to help us out, I think that can help ease the mental load and get us closer to a decluttered home calendar and mind. Yeah. Wow. It's really good. It's hard to believe that 1% of your day is 14.5. I was just thinking I could do so much in 14 minutes. I don't have 14 minutes, but it's, it's 1% of my day. Like, Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. No, that that my brain was ticking over the whole time that you were you were talking. Then, I was well, like, you yeah, think, yeah, absolutely. for your self care and your own time, which is something that we've always said we put very much last. Like, imagine what how, how we could spoil ourselves with fourteen minutes. I wouldn't even know what to do, Naomi. <laughs> no, I, I, that's what I one of the things that I, I was like, oh, what I would I do if I had fourteen minutes where I didn't yeah. have to do? I dare say I'd probably watch Netflix because it's something I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. It's, it's also thinking about how we're using our time. So actually writing down a bit of a time log of how you're spending your time, is a, that's the, the data. I'm a food scientist by trade. That was what I studied at university and um, project management is my um, what I've done in the business life. So I was in state government for the first 16 years of my career, but I'm always driven by data. I want to know what's actually happening now and seeing a tangible change going forward. So it's very hard if we say we're time poor now to actually jot down in our notes or in our piece of paper as we go through our day. But that's going to be the scary, cold, hard facts of how the morning um, is going. So, And that would be something, um, obviously, 24 hours of how you're using a 24-hour block of time is a great um, 
a chunk of time to see, but just start with from the moment you get up to the moment you drop the kids at school or you start your work day. Like what does your morning look like? Um, is there some scrolling time? Hopefully there's some exercise and you're giving yourself um, something um, positive in the mornings, um, but see how that morning looks like and what's a tweak you can make or talking to other people in your family. Can your husband do something in the morning to um, ease what your time, um, what you're doing or the kids and things like that? And I was a night owl for the first 35 years of my life. I just turned 40 um, last weekend, um, but I actually flipped. Thank you. I actually flipped to getting up um, 15 minutes earlier, 1% of my day earlier, and over two and a half years, I now give myself the best of me in the morning rather than what's left of me at the end of the day. Because as you said, um, if you are spending your self-care time in the evening, normally we're exhausted. We've had to deal with kids, the up and down of trying to get them to go to sleep. We've done a race around the house to get it organised and we get to 8.30, 9 o'clock and then we want to spend some time watching TV. And I know if anyone's like me, you start watching Netflix and one episode turns into four and then you're going to bed at 1am and you're tired waking up the next day. So over two and a half years, I went from getting up whenever the kids woke me up to very early. I don't recommend getting up um, super early straight away, but you find how much morning time you need to yeah give yourself the best of you at the start of the day rather than what's left of you at the end of the day. So yeah, have mm. a have a think That's about another powerful that. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Got the good I've had points. so many light bulb moments through already. How how do you help people through the guilt that might come with trying to declutter and 100%. and pass over some of those responsibilities? Because I know it's something that I really really struggle with. Yeah. And I think society puts that on us as well. Um, that, and potentially how we've grown up, what our mothers have done for us. We, we naturally just sort of, we're creatures of habit and we copy what other people around us are doing as well. And I think we release that guilt slowly. Like I talk about decluttering being a muscle. So making changes. Um, and you don't expect yourself to run a marathon by just getting up and running 42 or whatever. I don't even know how many kilometers a marathon is. So it's the same with releasing the guilt, um, and making changes in your life you take one little step and see how that feels and it's going to feel scary and you might say no to something or you might make a little change that maybe you are giving yourself some time in the morning and you tell the kids to go have um snuggle dad in bed that's what we did when my kids would wake up early with me I'm like no this is mum's time I'm having some me time in the morning and I explain that to them um and now it's really funny we've been doing it for um four or five years now like oh it's mum's time and when the alarm goes off that's their um symbol or time that they realize then I flip into mum mode so they realize if mum gets her me time in the morning she's going to be a happy mum um in once we hit mum time so it's about making slow changes and yeah embrace that releasing of the guilt because what is guilt doing to us it's not serving Mm. us and not making us um, feel better so how would we feel if we did have um yeah we gave ourselves that permission to put ourselves first so we can be better mums partners friends um so yeah it's it's hard but it's worth it so a year from now you'll be so grateful that you yeah you started and made a bad baby step now and use that one percent of your day to make a change going forward yeah it's interesting because i certainly find because i do a lot like naomi we both do a lot of work from home and i find that I carry so much more guilt working from home and not ticking every single box. Like I haven't, I've got 
baskets of washing that embarrassingly, you know, they've been sitting there for three days. Now, I just can't find the time. I can't find that 14 minutes to put them away and then another 14 minutes for myself. Um, And I think it's because we put so much more pressure on ourselves if you're working from home in particular because it's it's perceived still to be that, well, you're not out in the office doing the hard yards. You might be like, a boat, I know both Naomi and I do ridiculous hours of work. Yeah. Um, but somehow, yeah, mentally you feel like you're not doing as much because you're home, so you should be on top of everything that's home, whereas when you're physically in the office, you can't. Yeah, and it's about working out um, what you need to build into your to life to help with that. So I started on the kitchen table so I could see the clutter in the, the kitchen, but slowly over time, and COVID did exaggerate that for me, that I turned where I'm sitting now was our spare room. Um, I turned this into my office. So I've got a physical divider as in the door that when I'm in here, I need to work on my business so um, I can get two hours worth of work done super um concentrated and get it done quicker rather than jumping off and doing different tasks because when we are focused we can get more work done and if we're ducking off and having notifications going off or hearing the washing machine uh, tick off it actually takes us longer to get back into that focused mode so it is trying to be a bit disciplined and trying new things first um, but also having um, a plan these are the three things I want to get done and I'm going to do them first and I'm not going to look at that um laundry uh, but when those things are done then I can focus on the next task and you may find out you can get those three tasks done quicker in a shorter amount of time if you just do them first before you focus on the other thing but also I'm the same I work from home and some days I'll go into my local community library so there's no excuse of seeing the stuff around us so um, stop focus notice so when I talk about that it's stop doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result focus on what the issue is, write it down, get it all down on paper and potentially talk and communicate with other people that that are involved in that issue. Um, And then notice what your options are for changing it. Come up with that um, big brain dump list of all the different things you could try and try one. Um, And yeah, depending on how old your kids are, maybe enlist them to do some of the washing and cleaning. And I definitely find when we have less stuff in our home, so decluttering wardrobes, we can almost trick ourselves into thinking that we've actually got enough clothes to get us through probably four four weeks potentially or a couple of, say, two weeks of um, clothes before we actually need to do a washing, which actually delays us doing the washing, which then builds up the washing pile. So we actually strip back the amount of stuff we have in um, our kids' wardrobes. So it forces us to do the washing more regularly so it doesn't build up so we can handle it in a 15-minute block. So that's the stuff that when I work with clients one-on-one, we get the time to talk through all these um, the issues they're coming up with and then I can be the bounce-off point with them for seeing what solutions would work for them. Again, I talk about being in this season of their life. So it's not a cookie-cutter approach. It's working out what would could work for you, trialling it, involving your family and adjust if we need to. Yeah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I was just thinking um, of, of the whole clothes situation when you were talking. Um, my kids wear the same clothes anyway. You do too. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. The statistic, yeah statistically, so we probably wear 20% of the clothes we have. 
over and over. I'm between houses at the moment. I wear about 2% of clothing. I've got the same three items and that's it. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But I also don't feel good about myself. So that's a that's a downside. Um, but, but anyway, look, Bridget, it's been absolutely fascinating. If people want to get in touch with you and, and get engaged in the whole experience with your expertise, what's the best way? Yeah, have a look at my website, besimplyfree.com.au, and I can work one-on-one with people over three months to help them make the habit change that will embed that long-term change into your life. Or I've got Clear Clutter Find Time, which is an online eight-week group program. So we work together and you have me in your pocket in a Facebook group to ask any questions for eight weeks and you get access to the course content for those three months. Um, But my favourite place to hang out is Instagram. So be.simplyfree there. Um, And I love Instagram short stories and sharing the let's be real moments because it's not about having a tidy home all of the time. It's about having an easily tidied home because if you keep your house tidy all the time, you're actually probably wasting even more time so let's come up with strategies to declutter the physical stuff in our home so it takes less time to keep it tidy so we can invest more time in doing the things we love with the people that are important to us what are um what are, what are the some of the first key quick wins that we can get with decluttering yeah The kitchen's probably the heart of many homes and the place that builds up with that everyday clutter. I talk about everyday clutter, the stuff that needs to move around our homes um, for us to live and enjoy ourselves. And then there's the accumulated clutter, which is the boxes in the spare room or that excess stuff in your wardrobes. But um, I really encourage people to focus on the everyday clutter that builds up in the kitchen and make a plan for the whole family um, after dinner is done or maybe before dinner is done to like do a reset of the kitchen. Kitchen. So when you're waking up in the morning, you're walking out into a, a clear kitchen. So at least your morning starting in an uncluttered way. So um, I'm a big fan of setting that timer involving other people because I'm sure they've probably made most of the mess in the spaces in our home. Um, and a good strategy I encourage a lot of people to do is put um, three songs on your Spotify list on that are a bit upbeat, uh, get the husband kids involved. So for our family of four, if we set a 15 minute timer, Everyone can do some cleaning either in the kitchen or other spaces in our home and we'll actually have collectively spent an hour doing some resets in our home, but we've all only spent 15 minutes of our own day to do that. So, yeah, that's a a good way for a mum to find an extra 45 minutes in her day by getting other people involved to to help reset the starting with the kitchen but potentially other spaces in your home as well because you are not your child's maid. Your job is to raise capable adults so we can start from an early age involving kids in um, the tasks that involve that that takes to run a home we do that we call it um an hour of power and again and there's four of us here and we just do 15 minutes i have a 15 minute timer on the fridge i use a kitchen timer because it beeps when there's 10 minutes left and then when it's five oh. minutes left so it's perfect yeah. so they know that they're when it beeps the first time they know they've done five minutes and they've only got 10 minutes to go yeah yeah, we get an hour's done in 15 minutes and we just we concentrate in the kitchen and the lounge room and, yes. oh, my gosh, it looks so much better afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I love great. That. Bridget, it's been wonderful catching up with you. Um, you've really, I think you've really hit the heartstrings of both Naomi and I and made us stop and think about quite a few things, not to mention um, all our listeners. So thank you so much. It's been really wonderful. 
Yeah, yes, and I encourage you. people, yeah, that if they've taken something on board, it's wonderful to listen and learn, but take some action and you don't need to commit to doing an eight-hour declutter of your home, but like find 1% of today from the moment you've listened to this before you go to sleep tonight, um, find 1% of your day to make a change either for some self-care or some um, putting that timer on um, with your family and decluttering a space. Um, and yeah, if you do listen, send me a message on Instagram, um, of let me know what you've done. So yeah, I love to to see the um, progress and cheer you on as well because that's a big part of what I do, helping people stay accountable, cheer them on and give them ideas and suggestions too. Thank you so much, Bridget. It's been really great. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.